so I've got some book stuff I want to talk about. Um, so this is uh, a weird thing that I noticed after we stopped recording our last episode uh, as we uh, settled on our next pick for our book club. And I went to go look up pricing for it to see where I should uh, pick it up digitally. And so I went to Google Play and I typed in uh, the book Yellow Face by R.F. Kuang and it pulled up a listing for $3.49. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem right because it's a new new release. And I know that ebooks from major publishers are not that cheap, especially ones that are that new. And it was not a sale price. And so I start looking around and I'm like, oh, this is not a this is not the ebook. This is somebody attempting to sell the book as an app. And so then I look around and there's people that are basically stealing uh, books and trying to sell them as apps uh, and undercut the market and undercut the price of the ebook versions. And they will show up in listings whenever you go to Google Play and search for the book because you don't specify that you're attempting to search for books rather than search for apps because Google will prioritize apps over the books. Um, this is a very odd phenomenon, and I can't believe that uh, th that was almost a month ago that I discovered this and that they're still up. I think part of the issue of why they're still up is that Google's reporting for this is uh, esoteric, to say the least. Yeah. Because I am, like immediately attempted to report it because it's like, well, this can't be right. And they wouldn't let me because I didn't own the copyright for the material that I was attempting to report, even though it's clearly a copyright violation. Like, well, if it's not you, then you can't do anything about it. So you would have to be R.F. Kuang or you'd have to be the publisher of the book, mm -hmm. right? In order for this to actually yeah. be a potentially effective reporting. Basically, yeah. And actually, something that I should have done previously, but I should check my books. <laughs> One here. Nope, didn't think so. It wouldn't be worth it <laughs> for anybody to try to rip off my shit. Um, because then I could actually do something, though. But yeah, so this is just a an oversight on multiple levels on Google system. Just like the fact that if you go to Google Play, it wants you to search for apps first and foremost, because it's how they make most of their money mm -hmm. on the store. And you have to specifically look into the book section and then search for books if you want to actually purchase books. And shady app developers have uh, found this loophole and are trying to exploit it. Um, but I don't know how well it's working. So like this, this uh, bootleg version of Yellowface says that it has zero plus downloads. So, um, but yeah, so like this developer itself, let's see, can I click in? Yeah, they're calling themselves Books Library and they have a lot of like, they have less than before. So maybe people are getting wise to it, but they seem to have uh, more like popular. Um, there's like a Sandra Brown mm -hmm. and more like romance kind of like sort of like airport fiction, I would say mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but like, they have like the fault in our stars and twilight like 50 shades like some like real obvious shit like i'm just curious how much the like if the like no 50 shades doesn't even have any downloads it's just like such a weird thing but the app previews it's like yeah nope that's the text like you just you ripped the text and then it says submit your request for favorite book send book cover photo to email bookslibrary1000 at gmail.com. Oh, so they don't even they don't even take the effort to to get the book cover. You have to send that to them as well. Yeah. A uh, book will be live at Google Play Store in 24 hours. Thanks. 
And they're also apparently have some kind of uh, premium and secure VPN. I would not trust this developer with a VPN. Let me say that. So the Google Play Store is a bit of a free for all. Um, uh huh. Unfortunately. Yeah. And so, also just like uh, check out your local library, folks. Like, come on now. <laughs> right. Where you can just get free ebooks. Yeah. Through the Libby app or whatever. Um. Yeah, this is just very weird. Uh, what I planned to do, but I didn't get to because I was out of town and did not realize I would have such shitty internet was I wanted to reach out to uh, the publisher of Yellowface. Just be like, hey, uh, you should see what the fuck's going on over on Google Play because... <laughs> Instead of actually fighting libraries like all major publishers are doing for some godforsaken reason, they should look at like this actual bootleg shit. It's true. And so it's interesting, right? Because on the one hand, it is being prioritized where if you search the title of the book, this will come up before the actual legitimate book on Google Play. Yes. But on the flip side of that, like you said, it hasn't gained any traction. Like nobody's really buying these, right? So it's probably not right even worth it to the publishers if they're aware of it even but if they're you know if they are aware of it it's probably not worth it to them to bother i guess at the moment so no i mean it is because if somebody buys this and it's well one they're not going to see any money from it the publisher that is and they're also this this will this will be a shitty version of the book that they're selling mm -hmm. so yeah, it's still in their best interest. They they have a legal team that will actually talk to Google directly instead of trying to do the reporting shit that I would have been doing. Right. Um. So no, th they can just handle it. They like, can handle it very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's it's just such a very weird thing. I, I feel like this kind of shit is just going to be getting worse with like all the AI scraping that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um. Like I I didn't put this in the notes, but like there was uh, an independent author who uh, was being impersonated on Amazon. Somebody was like making shitty AI books and then attaching her name to it on Amazon as if she wrote them. And Amazon was like, well, yeah, like there's nothing that we can do about it, which is very, a very weird response. Cause she's like, yeah, this is, these are not me. These are not my books. Can you not associate me with these? Like this is impersonation. And they're like, no. Maybe because she doesn't have a legal team backing her up. They don't really feel kind of. Yeah. yeah. But then, um, like, uh, a freelancers union, uh, stepped in. There's like independent authors unions mm -hmm. that stepped in to try to, uh, bargain with Amazon. And I think it eventually got taken down, but just like, yeah, just them saying like, no, we're not going to really do anything about it just because Amazon wants more product listings, more shit, more whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, this is just the kind of shit that's just going to get worse. Um, um, it's very strange. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is the Seattle Kraken uh, sort of TikTok controversy. This um, I was I don't not know aware of. This did not reach me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so you're not familiar at all then? No. Like, I mean, I, I obviously very much like hockey and I, I have dabbled in the book talk side of TikTok, but this has not reached me. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is a weird one and it gets it gets quite in depth. Um, so basically on TikTok, there are um, there are, you know, romance fans, but there is a, a dedicated subset of specifically hockey romance fans and hockey erotica fans in particular. Uh, it's like it's just like the sort of porn rules where like if there's a thing that you're into, you can find it. Yeah. And the same is true for erotica and romance like if, if there's a specific very specific thing you can find it and so there is a dedicated hockey erotica fandom and they've found a niche on tiktok 
Um, and one thing that a lot of fandoms like to do is to have like fan castings for their books or like just like, you know, like if, if something would were to get adapted or like, who do you see as like this character, blah, 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 blah. Just like in sort of discussions. Mm -hmm. And so I forget the name of the book. It's not really important. But for the one book, I think it's called like Icebreaker or something like that. Something like cheesy, right? Um, for the, the lead role, uh, the book, this, this section of book talk, uh, sort of became fixated on, uh, Alex Wenberg of the Seattle Kraken as like the lead for, for this like fan casting for this book. I don't even know who that is. I think he's like a winger for the, for the Kraken. Gotta be bottom six, right? Um, no. (laughs) Seattle Kraken. Depth chart. Also, is bottom six a name for one of the novels? It maybe it should be. Um, let's see. I oh, know he's a center. It's not important. I, mean, I didn't mean it to rail. Four and a half million. Okay, yes. cap friendly. It's a decent, uh, decent. Yeah. Contract. Let's see. Uh, last year he had thirty-eight points. So yeah, I'd say bottom six. Bottom six. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, book talk then sort of adopts the Kraken as like their team. Okay. So that's, they're, they're, they they root for the Kraken now. Which kind of interesting because they're almost in on the ground floor there. It's a new franchise. Right. So the Kraken social media team sort of becomes aware of this. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. It's the and off they, season. We need content. Yeah. Well, so this start. No, this started uh, at the tail end of the season. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like a little before the playoffs. Uh, and so they start making memes and embracing the TikTok shit. And there was one creator in particular that was like really into Alex Wenberg and like was not. She was a fan of uh, hockey erotica, but was not a fan of the sport and had actually never seen the sport before. And then like started watching games. The Kraken invite her to a game. They give her a book talk jersey, all this shit. She filmed TikToks of her at the game, um, sort of just like shouting shit at the players at warmups. Um, shouting what? Some really, some really weird shit. Like, yeah. uh, like you can fill all my holes. Oh no! Yeah. So apparently, there's a phrase on book talk like "break my back," and so this creator um, turned that phrase into "crack my back" with a K for Kraken. Mm-hmm. And so she made a sign with that and everything. And so that sort of became the the thing. And the, the Kraken, further along you go, the less I like this. Yeah. Yeah. And the Kraken embraced that for a time. They embraced the woman who's shouting like sexually inappropriate things at the professional hockey player. Yeah. Jesus. OK. Yeah. That's a look. Yeah. And so the season ends, whatever. Um, and then uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, so Alex, uh, I don't want to use the fucking New York Post. Hold on. Let's see. I should have pulled this up beforehand. OK, so um, uh, after the season, this is like this is like last month. Uh, Alex Wenberg's wife um, makes like a really long uh, Instagram post sort of talking about her uncomfortableness with the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to pull it up because it's actually quite well spoken, uh, well written, rather. Um, I have to zoom in because it's an. Okay, yeah. Um, so this is uh, Alex Winberg's wife, like last month uh, on Instagram. Uh, so I've joked before and called my husband Book Talks Wank Bank, and honestly did not mind. I always thought Alex was the most beautiful person in the world, and that it just seems 
the world finally caught up to it. The reason I struggled to navigate this is while I'm all for female empowerment, and especially around sex, there has been videos and comments made that has crossed the line of what it means to fancy someone and when it actually sounds pretty predatory and exploiting. For someone who wrote my final dissertation on sexual consent and what's crossing a line, this has been especially interesting because there seems to be a different threshold of what is considered okay only because the victims of people's desires are male hockey players. I don't like that double standard. I feel that women who have experienced catcalling get involuntarily filmed in exposed situations like a groin stretch at their job should be held, should hold ourselves to higher standards. Sorry, there's like Instagram text over the text. Um, you can be sex positive without exploiting others. Uh, again, I genuinely don't care about the comments about my husband's looks. He is so beautiful, right? I don't like, but at least I understand that people try to shoot their shot and DM him even if I myself would not go for someone who is in a relationship. That is at least somewhat of a normal behavior when fancying someone. What doesn't sit with me is when your desires come with sexual harassment, inappropriate comments, and the fact that with the internet we can normalize behavior that would never be okay if we flip the genders around a guy doing this to a female athlete. When we were expecting our son, I knew how important it was to raise him to treat people, and especially women, with respect if he were to identify as straight. And I would feel like a hypocrite if I didn't say anything about behavior that I would never be okay with if we raised a girl. I mean no hate on the book talk community, but just a little requ request for people to think twice about their comments, videos, or chanting crack my back at humans with feelings. Yeah, I'm glad that she pointed out the double standard here because that's really what came to mind for me. Um, mm -hmm. You flip the genders and and it's it's like a headline news story, you know? Right, it's like blatantly obvious. It's blatantly obvious. And yeah. so it really, in this scenario, should have the same weight to it. Um, yeah, this, this isn't good. Um, like I could yeah. see how the organization or the social media team at first were like, oh, this seems fairly harmless. And if it leads to people getting into the sport of hockey, hockey um you know from this this sort of niche interest not that hockey's i mean hockey is a niche interest itself but mm -hmm. you know coming from this 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 book talk uh you know subculture that could be cool you know that could be fun um but then as soon as you mentioned you know this person who was invited to the game and started saying highly inappropriate things in public like that just yeah that's where it goes downhill for me i i can't can't get behind that that's 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 really rough yeah and so after this, uh, the Kraken completely distanced themselves from the book talk shit. Yeah. They wiped their whole feeds of any of the book talk references. Like they were making like like thirst trappy shit of their own players. Wow. Which is like, what the fuck were you even thinking? Um, they scrubbed all of that. Any references <laughs> entirely like that it even happened. Um, and... So the creator that they invited was like based and, and they unfollowed the creator that they invited to mm -hmm. the game and everything, mm -hmm. which I feel like the organization should have more responsibility there because they gave this person more of a platform and they kind of opened the door to, to them and almost encouraged like, I, I don't know, did they encourage it? Maybe they didn't foresee just how inappropriate it would get. But I, there seems it feels like there was some complicit behavior from the, the Kraken here. Yeah, no, there definitely was. Um, also, while that this started uh, at the time line here like this is an organization that was making their first ever playoff appearance you'd think there would be enough going on to not even like engage with this at all um <laughs> it's crazy right. to me right what a what a like dichotomy between playoff hockey and and everything that that entails and then you have this side thing here with the whole book talk erotica angle i don't know man i don't know yeah um so the tiktok creator didn't take any of this well she didn't go like uh, see the response from Alex Winberg's wife and go like, oh, you know, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. 
<laughs> that did not happen, unfortunately. <laughs> Didn't gain any perspective on that? No, no. Uh, she says, because I don't, I really don't want to play it because it's just some bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, she says that she's pissed and that all her comments were jokes. Um, uh, she says that she was being dragged by someone who said that uh, my husband is uh, Book Talk's panty dropper and that all her videos were just for fun and that she DM'd uh, Felicia Wenberg, the wife, um, that she would she would have deleted any videos. She just had to say something. Um, yeah, but this like, is her saying something. Right. And it's also like, yeah, she's allowed to call him like a panty dropper that it's it's her husband her wife yeah or, yeah it's her husband like that's their relationship you're not a part of it you have nothing to do with it no like it's almost like she th with this with this response it's like she views herself on even ground with right with the wife which is a problem i mean that's just like that's like almost delusional at that point. um she she says that uh, yeah she's like then she says that um that the team was using the team and the wife were using book talk for for quote unquote clout um, and that they're like riding her coattails. It's like you just think you're a bigger deal than you are. Yeah. So like, like the this the NHL is not the most popular institution and the Kraken are still a growing franchise, but they are definitely more popular than whoever this person. Yeah. Like that's like like you. Yeah. Like you you follow the NHL closely and you were even following the Kraken and you had and you are on TikTok. And you had literally no idea that this happened. No, I think you like, might have like mentioned it to me a few weeks ago without going into yeah. great detail. That was the first time I'd heard of it. And now, of course, this is this is where I'm learning it. But uh, yeah, I, I am maybe. Well, OK, I don't want to say I'm the demographic. But, I don't want to say I'm the demographic. But yeah, in like a weird sort of adjacent way, I am. Um, I do get some book related things on TikTok, um, although that's like nowhere near erotica. Um, but, right. but still, still. Yeah. And this didn't go anywhere near you no it did so not. like the fact that she has this supreme influence to make people fans of the seattle kraken yeah it's delusional yeah um good team by the way mm -hmm. my goodness i mean the uh <laughs> this into a hockey discussion but um the the strides that they made in just one off season are just kind of stunning um yeah i mean everybody was sort of like giving them crap for their expansion draft originally like oh this this com this does not compare at all to the uh the vegas golden knights and they they blew their chance and all that but man did they uh they prove people wrong mm -hmm. they're gonna be around for for a while in, in the in the mix yeah yeah so yeah so after the, the this this tiktoker has like a tantrum um uh felicia wenberg responded again uh i have to zoom in again hold on uh, I, I really wanted my post to be the one sta statement and be taken for what it is, a request for accountability, respect, boundaries, and for people to educate themselves on sexual harassment, consent, and the double standard I see online. I am, however, sorry that the creator took to the video, sorry, the, that the creator to the video took this as a direct attack on her. It was never my intention, but I chose that screenshot to show how her video got comments on it with 300 plus likes. I left that girl's name in it too, where 300 plus people found a joke funny where she requests Alex and his teammates to, quote, do all three of her holes. That is the problem I have, the toxic culture and the problematic following and harassing behavior. That is perfectly exemplified in my Insta comments right now. I did not include the name of the author in my first post because the girl is writing a spicy book with my husband as her inspiration, and I did not want to promote that in any way. And her sharing the groin stretch video and tagging Alex is crossing the line. So this is reference to the fact that the creator had an issue with her not like censoring her TikTok name mm -hmm. in Instagram posts, but she censored the first like screenshot. And so she's explaining why she did 
sense or something and not something else. Um, I understand that people are confused by the timing of my statements, but while the creator is hung up on it being four months since she posted the video and her following seems to be unable to grasp that the video continued to show up in our life on a daily basis. We get sent this video and other videos of Alex on a weekly, if not daily basis. Every game I've been to and talked to fans, I get in my head about not knowing if these are genuine hockey fans or the people who comment that they masturbate with his jersey on. Everyone we meet talks to us about it, so it makes it extremely hard to continue to hope this would all come down. While I really want to believe a lot of it is innocent comments, I think the behavior I've seen since my post has grown has proven my original point. I will continue to post pictures with my incredible husband and call him all the weird, cringy, inside joke nicknames I want to because he is my husband and I know he consents to my wording, my affection and posts. If we say we don't appreciate your wording or posts, surely that should be enough. Uh, I don't mind the videos that are out there to still be up as the damage is already done and those who are at fault should know that they are at fault after my first statement. That is why I did not interact with the creator because my issue was never with her but with a toxic collective. But that said, I don't want people to go after her. However, if you post videos that make people uncomfortable, maybe the videos are the issues and not the people that are made uncomfortable by them. All I did was give context to a situation where we had had enough and ask people to keep their desires and comments in a private conversation versus online where we and other hockey families can see it. Lastly, there has always been a stigma for speaking up in the hockey world, which is why players are afraid to speak up about injustices and their families get worried that taking a stand would jeopardize their career. The backlash I received, I can understand why, but I hope this is the start of a conversation that was long overdue in hockey culture. Thank you to those who understand my heart and sorry to those of you who write things about with it, about this with so much hate in yours. Yeah, that last part uh, at the end there really hits um, because if you look at the larger, you know, hockey world mm-hmm. and the controversies that have taken place, we've discussed some of them on this podcast. Yeah. The um, uh, Chicago Blackhawks scandal, the Hockey Canada scandal, yeah. uh, the endless examples of racism throughout the sports. Um, there is something about hockey culture that that doesn't um promotes like open discourse about these types of things mm-hmm. and um you know just because a player is not speaking out against something and you know publicly doesn't mean that they're not affected by it right mm-hmm. um because you know like like she said in that post there's plenty of reasons uh you know career-based uh, reputation-based reasons why someone would be would not be rather compelled to to speak out against them um and i do hope that's changing a little bit because a lot has like a lot of really bad stuff has now come out in the open regarding hockey and we're like seeing some consequences of that and that's that's a really good thing um but there's obviously a long way to go right so yeah and it's like so if if somebody is not necessarily a fan of the sport or the nhl or they're a newer fan they might not be aware of those controversies especially because of this like hush hush nature True. That goes on. And so it's like also that doesn't necessarily mean if you aren't aware of like the Chris Beach situation or the Hockey Canada situation that like this behavior is suddenly absolved. But like if you are missing that context, then to behave this way is like it's probably worse if like, you know, what's going on like sure recently. Mm-hmm. So there's also that sort of element to it but there's also a human element where it's like some basic common sense here of what's right. uh, acceptable um and what right. isn't um boundaries and, yeah. and and all that so yeah it's like these are these are people 
like even though that they're in a public setting, they're still doing a job. Yeah. So like part of know? part of like, that st- second statement there was like, you know, just asking these fans not to explicitly like verbally harass a player. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe you can do that and get away with it online, but you can't also turn around and expect the person not to be angry or offended. Um, it's like a sense of entitlement coming from especially this the 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 you know TikTok creator at the center of all this. There's like a sense of entitlement mm-hmm. uh, that I just don't understand. Right. Um yeah. it's fine though. It's just it's just jokes. It's just, right. That is the worst because all you're doing there is you are dismissing the real like negative impact that you've had. You're like you're mm-hmm. removing any accountability from yourself you're ignoring the actual problem and you're just like shrugging your shoulders at that point and it's it's offensive i think yeah and then just to close this off uh alex wenberg posted his own statement um over the last couple of days me and especially my wife have been getting lots of criticism about speaking up on sexually harass on yes a typo on sexually harassment on tiktok as someone who's been media trained my whole career i've been taught to bite my tongue and to leave it instead of making a statement but it has gone too far for me to stay quiet when people post vile comments on my wife's instagram and on photos of our child. The reason my wife said something and not me is simply because she does it better and more bravely than me. Um, uh, the top here is cut off, but um, the book talk community to write books and fiction about me uh, are, are about hockey, but the aggressive language about real life players is too much. It has turned into daily and weekly comments on our personal social media. This is not something we support or want our child to grow up with. All we ask for is a little respect and common sense uh, moving forward. We can all take a joke and funny comments, but when it turns into personal and into something bigger that affects our family, we need to tell you that we have had enough, enough of sexual harassment and harassment of our character and our relationship. Thank you for understanding. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, because this, you know, everything online will remain there. And uh, mm-hmm. this can, you know, this can be a, a, a reference point for like toxic fans for, you know, this can follow this player around for the rest of his career. And, you know, like he said, his children will eventually potentially run into things related to this. Um, it just sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And it's something that we see all the time, too. Um, and and like the point that was made, we see it all the time. And it's usually uh, gender swap. Yes. So. Yes. It is. Yeah. Um, let's see. You think that's maybe a show? I think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like once we go past two hours, like the whole nothing good can happen after midnight phrase that applies yeah. to us at the two hour mark of a podcast. Yeah, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, I did want to mention that uh, if you're going to follow along with our book club, uh, as we are going to be reading Yellow Face by R.F. Kwong, as mentioned previously, uh, check out our bookshop link. It's bookshop.org slash shop slash Den and Road. Uh, I have a nice little area there for our a book club picks. So I have the Paul Bears Club there previously and now Yellowface. And so if you would like to pick it up from an independent bookshop, you can just click it there and find one near you. And we get a very small kickback. But um, so if you're going to buy it anyway, and that's probably a better way to do it than trying to buy a scammy app on Google Play. Or even um, just buy it legitimately. This is like a, um, a better alternative to buying it legitimately through Amazon, right? I believe this yes. is like sort of how Bookshop originated was they wanted to fill that space and be like an online retailer response to the Amazon behemoth. Yes. Um, yes. While also trying to do something to keep actual indie bookstores alive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, cool website. I do, I do like it.
great. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Um, and yeah, uh, as for everything else, uh, check out the Facebook page, which is still. Oh yes, don't check it out yet though. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait until uh, there's there's some content on there because um, uh-huh. there there will be. Sure. And uh, YouTube.com, do a search for that. Or no, no, you could actually do YouTube.com/slash at Dead and Rogues. That's their new nomenclature. You will oh. actually find us there full episodes actual clips segment breakouts they're up there pretty cool oh is that that's going on huh it is it actually is that's cool it actually is how about that yeah yeah what do you know uh yeah so be on the lookout for more uh yeah that should be everything um yeah we'll see you in the next one i guess all right all right